Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, we survived the series and now we're ready for war. We preview NXT's latest upcoming War Games pay-per-view. Plus, MJF and CM Punk have a promo for the ages and the Rated R Superstar gets a must-see boost from the It Couple. We got two weeks of wrestling news to cover, so pack yourself into a small cage with three of your closest friends because it's the 274th episode of Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively on WrestleAddict Radio and it starts right now. All right, and welcome everybody to the 274th episode of Kings of the Rings podcast. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. No Willie T tonight. Unfortunately, Willie T had uh, something to do, and hopefully he's handling that to the best of his abilities. But I am here, as always, with the HBIC themselves, the Queen Bee, uh, the resident rainbow of this podcast, the K Murphy. How are you doing, Kay? Hello. Um, I'm high. Very I early today. my dairy sh- yeah, honestly, like, I've been very stressed, mm. not feeling very bueno lately, so I decided that I deserved Popeyes again. Did you order Popeyes already? <laughs> I had it already. Oh. <laughs> I was hung. Okay, so like, I had, I didn't eat breakfast, so I had like a late-ish lunch, mm. kind of. Well, not a late lunch, like an early yeah. lunch. And I hadn't eaten, so I had like a, it was like a late lunchy, early dinner kind of time. So like, I can't let myself get takeout twice in a day. So if I'm hung, I have Malamars in the freezer. Okay. Snack time. I have ice cream. I might do ice cream on the post show. Did I tell you about the venture I've been diving oh, wait, into? I... Oh, what are you trying Well, no, since, I, I since I'm lactose intolerant, so uh, this weekend, oh, this weekend, or last weekend... Uh, I went to Target and bought lactate pills for the first time and lactate milk and so I bought real ice cream and so I tried real ice cream on my lactate pills how'd you feel? felt great actually no no real no real side effects at all did you like the ice cream? well I went really basic I went like I went like half vanilla. half vanilla half chocolate and there's another tub of strawberry because I'm really into strawberry I think you'll really like the strawberry. I did like the strawberry when I tried it, like, the second night. Um, but I did, like, vanilla and chocolate the first night with, like, chocolate syrup. Fantastic, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. So you need to get waffle cones and some sprinkles. <laughs> Listen, once, so once, I'm, one step I'm at a really time. Weird. I'm, weird. I'm weird with ice yeah. cream. So I like ice cream only in milkshake form or in a cone. If you give me ice mm-hmm. cream in a bowl with a spoon, I What about, like, it. a coffee cup? Probably not. I cone or shake. Cone. I don't that, know why. That is very interesting. I got yelled at at Katie's like birthday brunch last mm-hmm. year because I mentioned that I'm like, well, I don't really like ice cream, and everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> Well, I like, I love milkshakes. Like, give me a chocolate shake. I went to fucking Friendly. I was on Long Island for like an hour the other night and got Friendly's on my nice. And then got, I went out to Bear Burger out by me last night and got a chocolate milkshake and I had it with hemp milk. Ooh. 
because I didn't want the dairy. It was actually very, very good. nice. Very nice. Hello, Mr. Fretz. Welcome to the show. You got to tell us what snack you're having, Mr. Fretz, for our show. Uh, as we get to talk about the last couple of weeks in wrestling, there was Thanksgiving break. There were Survivor Series before Thanksgiving. We didn't do a show, obviously, because... It was Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving Eve, but nevertheless, the show went on because a lot of wrestling went on and there was a lot of news for everything that went on the last time we spoke before Survivor Series. In particular, the one thing that we didn't really talk about is a bunch of new releases again by WWE. So let's run through them really quick and we'll talk about them. Unfortunately, but Drip has finished for Johnny Drip Drip as he was released. I... Are we waiting till the end to go off, or can I go off? About we can. Now? Let's, let's wait till the end. Also, the graphics by the Matt Men Podcast. A shout out to our friends uh, Andrew Zarian and Big Rich on the Matt Men Podcast for making some of these great, um, these great little graphics right here. Uh, <laughs> formerly known as Slapjack of Retribu- of Retribution, also the upper guy on TM61, but did not leave and go back to home, go back to Australia initially, has also been released. Uh, Alt Riker, Jackson Alt Riker has been released, thank the Lord. Um, Drake Maverick, aka Rockstar Spud, mm. was released for the second time. Um, if you remember the first time he was released, and then yeah. he got re-signed to NXT, and he had that run with Killian Dane, who was released before him, and then Drake is released officially now again. Um, top Dollar, as well as Ashanti Viadonis, as well as Isaiah Swerve Scott, former North American champion in NXT, aka the other three members of Hit Row, were all released. And last but certainly not least, the girl with the shiniest wizard, Tegan Knox, was released from WWE. So, Kay, what are your what are your con what do you um not your contracts, but what are your thoughts on all of these releases? Um, I think it's really fucked up that once again, WWE has released a full ass couple like within weeks of each other. And this time it was the week before th- the, the week of Thanksgiving. Oh, you're talking about Taya Valkyrie and uh, like, John Morrison. Yeah. And John Morrison, like, but they're not the first couple that got, they got released. Carrie and Scarlett got released. Mia and Keith got Scarlett's released. Scarlett's going to do fine. Scarlett's going to Scarlett's about to open oh, up an OnlyFans only in January. Yeah, I understand, but that's still not the point. Like, you consciously hire a couple, mm-hmm. and you decide, hey, it's a great idea to release them both at the same time. Like, yeah. She didn't get she Frankie Brown didn't get to do anything. No. I think she was on TV like wrestled like six the times. Dog like, more, the dog got more. The dog got more spot spotlight than she did. For real. Um, but now Johnny Drip Trip is gone. When he could have very much been in the title picture, he could have been a good. He could have been right. a good solo mid card spot like he was before. And we yeah. can, I mean, also the <laughs> Johnny Drip Trip, aka John Morrison, probably the greatest tough enough winner that they've ever had. There's been yeah. no one better than John Morrison. Um, I don't only really know that from watching freaking um, The Ruthless Aggression uh, Season 2 on the network. I would say on Peacock, not the network on Peacock. I do agree with you, Mr. Fretz. Yeah. Um, Drake Maverick's post-release video that he made was brilliant. Did you see that, Kay? Drake yeah. Maverick's? Yeah. 
I cried. It was, I mean, it was brilliant. I mean, I I love Jake Mack. Have you ever listened to him on any podcast and stuff? He's He loves this business. He's a great speaker he has a lot of experience but he's what's cool about drake maverick and rockstar spud is that he's able to articulate how he's feeling in an artistic form and i yeah. think that video was the best video and that you can get for anybody who's been recently fired let go going through a breakup mm-hmm. where he was telling himself listen you made it you know and you're gonna do this again you just got to pick yourself up and keep going i thought it was brilliant i don't know when he had the time to make that it was something that he had just been working on for a while, but I think it was a perfect time to release that. So best of luck to Drake Maverick. Um, I have a couple of thoughts here. It's abs- it's not surprising. And even though it's not surprising, it's still very upsetting that Tegan Knox got released. She just had, she had a run like Kenta had. Where it was like yeah. so much promise and Tegan Knox had great promise and she just couldn't. She injured. couldn't stay healthy. Her her body would not cooperate with her will, and it's it's a shame because she could have been a top level babyface on Raw or SmackDown. For sure, absolutely a top level babyface. She's got the looks. She had the moves. She's um approachable. She's very you know um, relatable to a lot of people, and she just. Um, she just couldn't stay healthy, which is a shame. It's a very, very yeah. big shame. It's also a, a bigger shame, in my opinion. The entire desecration of Hit Row. That is a fucking hate crime. It might well, it might well be. Um, it's you're telling me you have. A group of very seemingly hip African-American men and women um, who are striking a chord with, with a specific demographic, a demographic that is usually a very loyal demographic, especially if they feel like they're being represented um, in, in, a, in a correct manner and that will come out for you. And they are specifically targeting a demographic. You're telling me you have nobody in, 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 you have nobody in that writer's room. You have no one backstage who will vouch for them, who can say, like, this is what they're doing. This is how we're going to do it. There is nobody there. And you called them up to SmackDown, meaning that someone saw a promise in them, only to give them, what, three or four backstage seconds before the entire team was released. Nobody got what they were doing. I find that hard to believe. I do like I just have a feeling that the writers room is very oh, white absolutely. and very straight and very cis and doesn't know what to do with BIPOC wrestlers. Yeah, and it's a it's a shame like you're telling but like but again I look I look Backstage, we're like, who do do we even have producers backstage who would get them as well? And the answer is no. Mark Henry's not there. Mark Henry's with AEW. The only other person that probably would have been there that probably could have vouched for them or saved them in any way, shape, or form is MVP. But MVP's on Raw, and they were on SmackDown. There is nobody on SmackDown. Isn't Jason Jordan a producer? He might be, but for for what brand? I don't know. I feel like he would have might have understood. He might have, but like, was there no one vouching for them? Did they have? I don't think they had heat. But to get rid of all of that talent, 
Swerve is a Swerve is a great talent. He may not be world champion, but he's a great upper mid card. He's an inter, he was an intercontinental champion in the making. He's a U.S. title holder in it's the making. Very he's a tag team champion. You could have got three of you could have got three of the four major titles in his career, and made a great living off of that. Being him, yeah. Top Dollar was a great versatile big man. He was also featured on their uh, Hidden Treasure show. He was like the host. Yeah, I can't wait for whatever Top Dollar comes out with after this ninety day. Yeah, I. I am excited. I'm excited for Top Dollar. I mean, Ashanti the Adonis uh, is someone that has been mentioned on the show before by our friend uh, PB Smooth as being a really versatile talent. He had a he had a really long run. He was on 205 Live for a while. Um, and I it's just a shame to me because, like, it's... I thought Hit Row was working. So did I. It was... Very surprising. It was surprising that they got called up so quickly. I was like, oh, they must see a lot of promise in them. You know, that they're not they're not gonna really spotlight them on on NXT, which is fine because they've done that to people before, like Lacey Evans, who wasn't really highlighted on NXT. She came she mm-hmm. came up to Raw and SmackDown and was a bigger than what she was there. It's happened to a couple of other talents before, but the the hit row thing really irked me. I was like, oh, we got something here. It's like they were just kind of a more urban new day. But they didn't let them develop into that. Hit Row versus the New Would have been fun. Everything. Would have been absolutely fun. Hit Row versus anyone, really. Yeah. I wouldn't I mean I was really hoping it was gonna be Hit Row versus um versus Legato in War Games. I was like, oh, we ha- they have the making for it. That's what I thought was going to be War Games. Yeah, and then they, they totally swerved us. And we'll, we'll talk about War Games in a little bit because we have to talk about War Games and preview about Big Show. But we also have to talk about uh, the show that we all went to, Survivor Series. So I will say this about Survivor Series. Um, good show. Very good show. Mm-hmm. Not very this, not, not, I'm not really disappointed in anything that occurred. It was a fun show. Survivor Series should be fun. Um it got it had come some good marquee matches. The men's Survivor Series match I thought was fucking excellent, um, and you had a lot of good feuds that went on. Specifically, um, before we get to any of that, it's also the one time in the year this year where the four pillars of Kings of the Rings podcast got together. Look at all of us, Kay. Oh, can you send me? I pictures? will do that. Shout out to one of our Patreon members who took this for us. Um, yes, there's there's our Hall of Famer, first Hall of Famer, Dustin Dave, myself, Willie T, and DK Murphy, the four pillars of KTR. Whenever we get together, we know that this podcast is sacred, even at Survivor Series weekend, because Survivor Series weekend was so much fucking fun. It really was. I had such a great time that whole day. Yeah, I mean, for my first time back in a wrestling event, in what? Two years. Two years. Yeah, in two years. And to see all of wrestling Twitter again <laughs> back at uh back at McMahon's was fun, eating at my boy Ronnie's place and going to his little uh his little makeshift market up there too was fantastic. Like, oh, that food. I bought crystals. I'm still t- I've been I told all my friends that I wanna we need to go back for brunch because I need that French toast. Oh my god, that French toast is amazing. Oh my god. I was smiling while eating. <laughs> Were you really? I was literally chewing while smiling. It was that good. I fu- I fucking love brunch, man. Yeah. 
Ah, oh, man, that was great. Oh, what what a day that was. And then the show itself was absolutely fantastic. Um, not fan- I would say the show was absolutely fantastic, but it was a good show to come back to for my first show. Especially being broken into pretty rowdy crowds, a great crowd, and they were really excited for this match here. Um, Roman versus Big E, which is the main event of Survivor Series. And the big question for me, Kay, is did did Big E hold his own against Roman in this main event? I think so. I thought it was a very meat slapping match. It was a very big meat slapping match. We were Brooklyn, almost um, understandably very pro Roman. It was almost, it's Romans got to the point, got to his point in his heel power that it's almost on a dictator level. It's yeah. kind of crazy how much power he has over the crowd. Like he literally um, put his one finger in the air and half of like almost the entire Barclay Center put their fingers up in the air at the same time. Do we... Th- okay, have you ever seen the Josie and the Pussycat I have, movie? I have not. I don't know where you're going with this, but I, I'm interested to find out. I swear to God. <laughs> so pretty much the whole movie is a... It's like it's a satirical look at, you know, capitalism and, you know, subliminal messaging and advertising. So there's a lot of, like, product placement. And this record company is using Josie and the Pussycats. And in within their music, they're using subliminal messaging to, you know, sell things like McDonald's, Target, yada, yeah. yada, yada. So they sell these cat headphones that everybody, because they're the Pussycats, so they're like yeah. cat ears. But they got fucking radios and shit in them, so and it's controlling people. So when they have the headphones and they can hear what's you know being played gotcha. live, but they're getting subliminal messages in their oh. ear. So they're be- the crowd is being controlled when they have these in. My thought is, do we think Roman Reigns has done something that has controlled us all? I don't know. I. Uh... Because I honestly couldn't tell you. It was wild, especially because I remember the first WWE event I ever went mm. to was the Superstar Shakeup in 2017, and that was the, the day Roman got murdered by an ambulance. Oh, oh yeah, yeah Braun Strowman. That was a great segment. It was so great. So Nassau Coliseum was cheering because Roman Reigns got I murdered. I was there too. It was fantastic. Yeah. And now the crowd is literally like looking at him agape. Yeah. Like he's he's almost at the level of a Greek god. It's getting it's a little weird for me. Like Roman is daddy. But <laughs> I there's an unattainability that I'm getting from him now, and it's, like, turning me off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what he's going for. <laughs> Mr. Fred's calling 5G is Roman. <laughs> Controlling the world confirmed. He's very aloof. He is very aloof. And I think that I think that's what he's going for, but it, it, it works. It works for him so well. And, I mean, more power to him. This is the Roman that we needed years ago when he was main eventing Manias. Which means he's still going to main event Mania, but anyhow, it is what it is. Let's move along to the Britney versus Christina match of the night that actually kicked off uh, our Survivor Series show. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair, um, champion versus champion. In another, for a, for, for a women's match, another meat-slapping match. Like, my God, they really went at each other. That was the best match of the night. 
Yes. You know, you know why? Because like, there was a story around it, and the story yeah, and the story's story is real. Yeah. I loved it, and I loved the whole pop princesses references. So I initially thought it was a Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera reference. Turns out they're both Britney Spears's, but it's two different Britney Spears songs. So Becky's referencing the Oops, I Did It Again music video. And is then Charlotte Toxic? Char- no, Charlotte Flair is, um, she's stronger. Oh, okay. It's the same album, but different songs on the Makes album. Makes sense. If I'm not mistaken, this that album might have turned 20 this year, too. Gotcha. By the way, shout out to, shout out to Britney Spears for being free. Thank fuck. I, mean, I had a Britney Spears marathon the other day, like, driving. It was great. Um, when she was free, I listened to her whole discography in my apartment and just, like, screamed. Yeah, I I'm, I'm, don't blame you. I was just in all, all the hits I could find. I was like, yes. I've loved her my whole life. It's it's Christina's time. still better, but I'm just saying. <laughs> She's a be- Christina's a better singer, but Britney's a better person. Uh, entertainer, maybe. I can see Britney as a better entertainer. No, like as a no, in terms of vocalist, as a vo- Christina's a better vocalist, but Gr- Britney I find is a better person, just like morally hmm. and in general. Interesting, but anyway. Christina's a bitch. <laughs> Listen, she's just nasty. I saw the dirty video. I know what it's like. <laughs> what a time. Yeah, what a time. Keep it up. That album is amazing. Keeping up with this match. Um, it was very interesting. Uh, I think it was interesting for how brutal the match was. Because um, I feel like there were, there were a couple of shoots in there. But also Becky's like post, post-match. Uh, oh, with the crying. Yeah. I mean, from what I've been reading, it that seems was, like there, there, there is a real rift there. I want to know what the fuck happened. I think it's just Charlotte's. A cunt. I wouldn't go that far. I also wouldn't use those words. Um, <laughs> but I think she was. Um, I think Charlotte's just becoming difficult to work with. But I also think, on the flip side, I think Charlotte's frustrated. Who else is Charlotte going to... About, about a, a, lot, a lot of stuff about direction, where she's going, who she's going to work with. Like, she doesn't have many people to work with, although we're going to talk about her working with Tony um, in the second segment when we talk about what happened. Oh, that I want to talk about because I saw you know, that. But it's just like... You got to get you got to keep feeding Charlotte to somebody or have Charlotte take a break and move on to something else or maybe get a women's mid-card title. But anyway, that's just me. Um... But I, I think Charlotte's just difficult in, in backstage these days. Yeah. I, I've i never found her likable. I mean, she's a great wrestler and very talented, but I know she's not likable. And if she wasn't a flair, I don't think she could get away with it. Of, the, of, of all the four horsewomen, Charlotte probably is the, the least likable. Mm-hmm. Like, I've watched, like, um, not 24s. Uh, what's the other one? I watched Chronicles in Charlotte. And she seems like an okay mm-hmm. person, but still, like, eh, still a little bit of a tude there. I understand there's some trauma there. Like, her brother died and stuff. Plus, like, her dad is Ric Flair. So, like, there has to be some trauma surrounding that. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. She just does not seem like a good dude. <laughs> her lineage is... 
literally just ridiculous. I mean, just, she's a yeah. flare. It's, it's hard to be a good human when you're a flare. Speaking of Ric Flair, for a quick sideberg, I wanted to bring that up before. Woo! Did you hear about the, the elite figures? What do you mean? Okay, so Mattel just announced the latest series for their elite. Do you want to know who's getting figures? For this is WWE. Yeah. Who's getting figures? Do you want to know the next six WWE figures coming out are Charlotte okay. Flair, Ray Mysterio, okay. Adam Cole, okay, The Fiend, okay, The Fiend, um, Scarlett Bordeaux, uh-huh. and Ric Flair. So. Four out of the six are, don't work yeah. there anymore, and they're getting figures. And that's approved by WWE? Um, well, the Ringside Collectibles announced it yesterday. Oh, that should be interesting. Like, if you go on their website, like, it's all there. If I was a fig collector, maybe, but I'm not a fig collector, so we're going to have to move on with that but that's interesting mm-hmm. that is very interesting maybe i'll maybe i'll buy adam cole's go to AEW, but have adam cole sign <laughs> sign it Ooh. he probably wouldn't care probably think it'd be really funny knowing adam cole baby honestly probably yes uh we also had the men's survivor series match was so out of the oh my god out of the five on five traditional survivor series match the men's match in my opinion k was the perfect match the perfect survivor series match this is how you this is how you do an all-star game this is how you this is how every talent in that match had a chance to show off what they were good at a little bit of their character no one no one outside anybody else everybody pretty much got an equal opportunity as compared to the women's match where it seemed the women's match seemed clustered in comparison. Yes. Like they couldn't get out so, uh, they couldn't get out of step one. I was I do I do agree with you, Mr. Prince. Kevin Owens, um just That was fucking in a <laughs> walking to the ring, Coming taking home. a bow oh, and walking so out. Amazing. Love him. Um can I just say I have not felt this invested personally invested into in a match in person in my life because of Jeffrey Hardy. I underestimated Brooklyn's love for Jeff Hardy. Yeah, you I did. thoroughly did underestimated. You? I was very surprised by this. Did you see the joy? Oh yeah. We might've got it on camera. That I, probably. Um, so I almost swanton bombed out of my fucking <laughs> Yeah, you did. This close to being the sole survivor. And he's the SmackDown sole survivor. Yeah, but Seth had to redeem himself. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about Seth Rollins, I'm about a guy who's on top of the world right now. For real, Next though. to Roman, Seth might be the best act in WWE. It, oh my it is God. absolutely absurd how how amazing he's doing Seth is on a Jericho level of reinvention oh my goodness he he's getting better and better yeah and his quality of work his quality of work continues to be excellent Mm-hmm. And his men's survivors match is excellent. All good to a great pay-per-view. Uh, and last but not least, we did have some history in the making. You're going to hear this a lot with Randy Orton these last couple weeks. Randy Orton, 
after a phenomenal RKO. And no, not many people realize how amazing this RKO was if you were not in the arena uh, for this match. But Randy Orton became, is now the person with the most pay-per-view matches in the history of WWE. Congratulations to Randall Keith Orton for that. Randy had a great weekend in Brooklyn. Um, the RKO from that tag match, if you guys watch it, from what you see on cameras that Randy just shows up out of nowhere, but he literally came from out of nowhere. Before Randy shows up on camera, hit that RKO, Randy is lying on the barricade across from the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. And so and so Randy covers about 20 to 25 feet of ground to RKO and Uso in midair. It's unbelievable and i think will was like ricky you called it like because i thought it was like absurd that they would pull this off but they did it is probably uh, it's a top five rko for me what about you k i would agree i would agree top five rko i don't know what my other four are though to be fair i, I can tell you at least it's it's that one my best the best one ever is what he did on seth at mania 31 That's right. I forgot the about set, that. The uh, one on Evan Bourne. I don't remember He does that an airborne. He catches him at the end with the RKO. There's the one against Brock during a promo. Wow. When leading up to their SummerSlam match. Mm-hmm. Remember there, uh, Paul Heyman's cutting a promo with Brock and Randy just runs up from behind and RKO's him. <gasps> Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and then runs out. Can I just let you know, MJF is wearing a full-on Hanukkah suit, and this is incredible. Oh, my God. oh I forgot to record or whatever. I'll just watch it on the stream. Um, I don't know what my fourth one is, but I'll find it. I will definitely find it. His RKO's are just fantastic. So, congratulations to Randy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got to move on. We have to move on to talk about uh, the next big... The one on Taker, I mean, that was really not great, Fretz. Um, we have to move on to uh, everybody's so-so favorite brand these days. Uh, War Games is happening this weekend. Uh, it's going to be this Sunday at 8 o'clock, I believe, NXT War Games. Not NXT TakeOver War Games, just oh. NXT War Games. There is no TakeOver involved in that title, which I find very, very interesting. We're, a lot of people are calling this, you know, the... Um, you know, the change of a guard in NXT where the old school NXT and the new school are clashing. And that's kind of what it's like being being kind of uh, ridden as. And there, there is some truth to that. We are getting a different NXT. But NXT has gone through these transitional changes a lot more than people think. You know, throughout its time, it's just a little bit more evident now because of the stylistic change in presentation. But the show's still the same. Mm -hmm. If you really look at it, the show is pretty much still the same. It's still formatted. You still have a very intimate crowd setting. Um, You still have a bunch of marks that know everything that's going on every time that Johnny Gargano or Ciampa really make fun of Braun Breaker for his lineage. They get it. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just the characters are different. You have to get used to the characters. And we do this all the time at NXT where new people come in and you just have to get used to the characters. The difference 
between then and now is that the characters had a former character on the indies where the characters now don't have former characters from the indies that we can relate to. These characters now are things that are kind of more homegrown, which is kind of a, you know, a callback to the NXTs and the and the OVWs um, of the mm-hmm. past. And that's things that have worked before because if you look at the OVW classes of the past, they included people like John Cena, John Morrison, The Miz, Randy Orton, Beth Phoenix, the list goes, Mickey James, the list goes on and on and on. And so there is some success in things going back to that type of formula. You just got to give it time. Anywho, let me get off my let me get off my soapbox about that. Like, I get off my soapbox. This wool's not here to be my. No, I just had a moment. Okay. <laughs> I can get off my soapbox. This wool's not here to be my antagonist. But let's move on to the war games um, matches. And of course, obviously, the what they're doing as Team Black and Gold is the old school NXT, including NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa, um, Johnny Gargano. AKA DIY is actually going to be in a match together. Oh, oh my God. Hooray. Okay. Maybe I'll LA Knight. Well, I mean, I have LA Knight and Pete Dunn as team black and gold versus team NXT 2.0 featuring Tony D'Angelo, Grayson Waller, who's kind of like the, one of the weirdest characters they've come up with. But Who is that? Grayson Waller is like this millennial. He's supposed to be being like a, a, a social media influencer. Type guy, he's kind of like a poser. That's stupid. It's weird. There's a lot of promise in him because I think he's super ultra athletic. Is Joe Gacy in War Games? Joe Gacy is not in War Games. Joe Gacy. That's Joe Gacy too. is in the match. Joe Gacy is in the match. He's not in War Games. You obviously have uh, Carmelo Hayes, the A champion, as he calls himself, a North American champion, and Braun Breaker, aka aka the uh, Baby Steiner. Whereas Johnny Gargano called him on NXT last night, uh, the Big Bad Booty Nephew. What? He's a Steiner. His uncle is Scott Steiner, aka the Big Bad Booty Nephew. Which Booty Nephew then became trending on Twitter and also became the inspiration for the show title. I was like, I gotta, yeah, I I gotta use Booty Nephew. It's gonna be amazing. I was very, very confused last night when you're like, the title of the show is Booty Nephew. I'm just like, I'm just gonna wait until tomorrow and find out why. Yeah, the the crowd started chanting, the crowd started chanting in classic NXT style, Booty Nephew. Oh, oh it's great. It's so, so great. But the question is, is it, is it this much of a foregone conclusion that NXT 2.0 is going to take this match? Duh. I see no possible outcome of black and gold winning. It's gonna be I'm a it's gonna it be a fight though. I I I can yeah. see this. I really want them to win yeah. though. I do too. I mean, I like I'm. For multiple reasons, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on the show when we get to Future Shot, but, like, this has to be a very dramatic ending, I think, for this to work. It's Um, it's either, it's either, it's either a decimation or a very dramatic ending. It has to be dramatic because there's a good chance this is Johnny Gargano's swan song. You know, like I said, it's got to be a decimation or a very dramatic ending that's going to leave you in tears type of style of a match. And I have faith because Johnny Gargano is a master 
a master in just making matches mean that much more. Pete Dunne in this. I'm interested to see mm-hmm. what LA Knight does. Um, I think this is going to be a very fantastic main event. It's hard with, with all these good talents to mess up a war game. So a lot of wild cards, like D'Angelo, Johnny's never Johnny Gargano's never been in a war games match ever. That's wild. You me. know he's done everything I'm else. Excited. He's done everything else. He's never been in war games. La Knight's not been in war games. Pete Dunne has been in one war games match, so there's some familiarity there. Chapa obviously was in one uh, in Chicago, which is amazing. He air rated Adam Cole from the top. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, but I'm excited. But I I will say NXT 2.0. You got to complete this thing. 2.0 wins. Now if 2.0 Oh, when 2.0 beats Team Black and Gold, besides Chapa, who will probably be the last man standing, do we see Pete Dunne, LA Knight, or Johnny Gargano in NXT anymore after this? Gargano? I don't think so. I think Gargano's leaving. I think LA shows up somewhere. And I think if you're... I can see LA Knight on Raw. Just talk his fucking face off. Um, I'll practice some of my defects. That could be LA Knight, too. Um, Peter's got to go. Peter's got to go somewhere. Yeah, he. I think Pete Dunne has... He's done great at NXT, but like... You're not putting a belt on Pete Dunne, which is a shame. He's never got the North American. It's annoying. He's never got the NXT Honestly. championship. He's put on stellar matches in the chase. He's never gotten... If you're not going to do anything with him, if you're not going to put a belt on him, throw him up. Throw him off the SmackDown. Pete Dunne on SmackDown is amazing. I miss Pete Dunne on UK. UK doesn't need Pete Dunne anymore. I know. But throw Pete Dunne up on SmackDown. If it's the end of Pete Dunne, great run. We need more of him, though. We need more of his style. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the Women's War Games match, which is Toxic Attraction uh, and a rogue, Deco- oh, rogue Dakota Kai's Toxic Attraction being Mandy Rose, the NXT Women's Champion, NXT Tag Champion, ZZ Dolan, and JC Jane, and obviously Dakota Kai, versus Raquel Gonzalez, Cora Jade, Io Shirai, and Kay Lee Ray. I am very excited for this match. Just because I want to see what crazy thing EO decides to do. We do, we all know EO's jumping off of something. EO and Kaylee is going to be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mandy Rose in a War Games. Eh, good for her. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. I mean, Gigi Dolan, I think, is going to do well because this is, this is, this is a Priscilla Kelly dream match. Mm-hmm. You know, there's wild cards here. Like, I don't know how Cora Jade's going to do. I'm really not high on Cora Jade at the moment. I don't remember. She's who the she girl is. with the mini skateboard. Oh. Exactly. That doesn't ring. Exactly. You ring any Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know how JC Jane's going to do either. I don't know who that is. She's the one that's uh, Gigi Dolan's tag partner. Oh. You wow! You really are higher. Haven't watched NXT in a while. Um, I really I watch NXT sometimes. So like I know that it's Mandy Rose is the women's champion, mm. and then the tag team is Priscilla Kelly and some other. JC Jane, JC JC James, I believe JC James, yes, and Dakota Kai. JC James. Yeah, again, I, I 
And I know Dakota Kai. So here's another thing here. This is a this is another question: Is is this Raquel's last run before she moves somewhere? Is this EO's last run before she moves somewhere? Kaylee Ray's staying. Um, I think EO is moving. I think Raquel is one more year in NXT. Someone with something still to do with Dakota, but they had their kind of blow off already. Yeah, that's done. Um, I think Raquel could be a multi-time women's champion. That'd be nice. But I don't think she's ready for the main roster. I don't think I don't think I the see. powers that be want her on the main roster. I think she I think she'd be great on the main. Um she's just gotta it's one of those things like where do you put her? I'd put her on Yeah, I can't I'd put her on SmackDown. I mean here's, here's I'd put her on SmackDown because if Charlotte is like I need competition, give her Raquel. Someone who's taller than her, who's who's physically bigger than her, and could throw her around. Mm-hmm. I want. I would love to see Raquel versus Charlotte. That would be a fire. I would love to see it, and have Charlotte get her ass handed to her. Be fantastic, but who knows? Out of this team winning, I, I I'm going to go with Toxic Attraction. Team Toxic is going to win. Yeah, for sure. I mean, from what I'm understanding, they're very high on them right now. So, yeah, of course they're going to win. Well, you know, like I said, this could be with changing up the guard war games. Let's move on to the match that is probably going to be the sleeper dope match of the night. You have Imperium, Fabian Eichner, the worst tipper in the world, and Marcel Barthel, the NXT Tag Champions, versus Cool Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner for the NXT. What? What? When is, why is Kyle O'Reilly in a tag team? Because everybody else left him. He's been helping out with this guy, Von Wagner, who's pretty chill. He's actually, Von Wagner's a good young talent. Another big talent that they're high is using with Kyle O'Reilly. And we did well. We did a, they did a little bit of a Red Dragon finisher rendition the other night. It was good. But I think this match is going to surprise people. You like you know what Imperium brings to the table. These guys are these guys are clean. These guys are efficient. They're strong. They take no shit. These guys are good. Whether you like them or not, mm-hmm. they're fucking good. And what like if they, even if they don't have belts, they're still really good in the ring. Like these guys are just good workers. And Kyle, who's probably the best worker out of all of them is going to help this guy Von Wagner. Are they going to win the titles? I don't think we see a title change here at all. No. I don't think we see a title change here at all, but I think this is going to be a good, it's going to be a good match that Kyle's going to help Von Wagner. And then I think Kyle's gone too. I think he's gone. I was just going to say, is his contract up? I don't know. There's only one contract I know about. Uh, is Johnny. is Johnny, but we'll talk about that at the end. Um, yeah. But I think Kyle might be gone, too. I, I think Kyle's going to go to AEW, too. They're all getting, they're getting back together. <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be funny if they did. But, yeah, I think, I think Imperium continues on, on their little, on a little rampage. So, moving on. <laughs> <sighs> To the moon. So, 
I know you haven't watched in a while, <laughs> but the big feud here, Duke Hudson versus Cameron Grimes, baby. Who the fuck is Duke Hudson? Duke Hudson. Who are these people? Listen, all right, let me explain to you. Oh, should I drop my phone? Good job, Kay. All right, can you still listen to me as I explain to you who Duke Hudson is? Yeah, we're good. Okay, Duke Hudson is an elite poker player. And here's how this feud started. Work with me. This is sports entertainment, Kay. Okay, sports entertainment. All right, so Duke Hudson, elite poker player. Cameron Grimes, you know, uppity hickman. Decides, hey, I'm going to play poker too. Beats Duke Hudson. He's still rich, Yeah, beats Duke Hudson on beginner's luck. They have this poker match on the show. Um... Cameron kind of beats him again or bluffs him out, blah, blah, blah. We get into a fight. Duke Hudson actually cuts a little bit of Cameron Grimes' hair off. Hair? Cameron Grimes lost some of his long hair. He actually got cleaned up. They cleaned up his beard and everything. Wait a minute. Is this a hair versus hair match? This is leading to a hair versus hair match, yes. Stop yes. it. Yes. I need you to uh, get Freckles to look up Cameron Grimes. Like, get a current picture of Cameron Grimes from last night. You'll be surprised the difference it made with his little clean up of his hair. But we are getting hair versus hair, Duke Hudson versus Cameron Grimes. Um, in in a match, it's, uh, it's interesting with Cameron Grimes because... He finds a way to get over all the time <laughs> in these weird matches. Like, like he was so over in the Million Dollar Championship um, scram, and I think he's going to get over again facing Duke uh, in this hair versus hair match. However, with him having the most amount of hair to lose, it makes me lean towards Cameron Grimes losing his luscious locks. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm trying to find this picture, and it's not working. Just go on WWE's website. Do I need to find it for you, Kay? No. I'm on WWE's website. Go to shows. Go to, like, NXT. And, like, see the results. (laughs) Well, I'm on his, like, profile, and he looks the same. Go to NXT's Twitter. Oh, I found it for you. I'm going to put it in our group chat right now. Okay, this is real. Thank you. You're welcome, Kay. So what did he look like last night? With a little bit of his uh, haircut. He got cleaned up a little. Oh, no. Okay. Okay, control yourself. Holy <laughs> Control <a> yourself, okay. <laughs> Something has happened. Control. I, dare I ask what? Cameron Grimes is hot? <laughs> I knew. What? I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. What? <laughs> I, I should have seen this a mile away. What the fuck? I hated him like three months ago. <laughs> I remember. This is what happened with Roman Reigns, too. 
<laughs> he's not a daddy. He does not hit daddy's ass, but I've just noticed he's hot. <laughs> what? <laughs> Am I okay? I don't. I don't know if you are. No, I don't. Know. I don't know if you're okay at all. No. You, you question a lot these days, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with that being said, do you want Cameron Grimes to lose his hair? Or do you want him to keep it? I like it just like that. <laughs> oh, Mr. French, you made it weird. Daddy Grimey, come on. Ew. Ew, Frats. Ew, gross. I don't, Daddy. Gross. I hate everything. Here is your Joe Gacy match. (laughs) Mr. Inclusion himself has challenged the Cruiserweight champion, Roderick Strong, for the Cruiserweight title, claiming that his hold on the Cruiserweight title promotes inclusion and weight shaming. Or an exclu- it's exclusion and weight shaming, my fault. And so he is challenging for the Cruiserweight Championship, and they have approved this. So, yes, Roddy versus Gacy, Cruiserweight title. There is a title change. It's this match. Okay. I, you think there's a title change? If, if there is a title change, it's this match because it fits Joe Gacy's character. I would love to see it, and I will pop. I, I mean, so I, you and I have both seen Joe Gacy on the indies for a very long time. And uh-huh. we know what, what he's capable of? of, what he's been through, what he can do. He's a Joe Gacy. The Joe Gacy we know on the indies was a was a psychopath. An absolute yes. psycho. So what is with this like PC Thing. It's a facade. It's I think it's a red herring. I think they are leading to him snapping and becoming a full full blown psychopath. Because I think what they saw is like, all right, we know you can do this character really well, but let's build up to it. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of it's kind of a reverse Nikki Cross. Where Nikki Cross came in like a bat out of hell. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and now she's a superhero. I know, and it just doesn't work. But I think this is the best way. I think they're. You can see through the side, you can see that he's kind of losing his mind, and I think it's going to lead to something. I think there are big plans for Joe Gacy, but I think he needs to beat Roddy and Diamond Mind um, for this to happen. Yeah, I don't like... I find that from what I've experienced in my casual... I watch NXT like casually. Like, if I remember to watch it, I'll put mm-hmm. it on. But I think Diamond's fucking boring. It's all about Malcolm Bivens. I like Malcolm Bivens. That's all you need. The fuck about the rest. That's all you need. Brock Lesnar's born without Paul Heyman. Also, can I just tell you that on AEW right now we are about to have Grandpa Sting in a tag team match with the Gun Club. Oh my god! This, I'm living. We won't take us for this shit. Uh, Anyway, so that's the War Games card from what we know of it. Right now, no MSK in this War Games car because they're looking, they're busy trying to find a shaman and some shit. Um, but how do you think this card? What are we rating this, K? Um, I think it'd be like an eight. Also, shout out to Brian Up Pro on Twitter for his great graphic of War Games right now. Hope we do. Oh, that's stunning. yeah. No, he did a really, really, really fantastic job. I'm gonna give it an eight too. I mean, let's 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 put let's put it all on the table. 
Is the NXT that you know and love? Yes, but it's still NXT. These guys still know how to put on the show. These guys are still very, very good performers. Maybe not Mandy Rose, but he's <laughs> still very, very good performers. And I think they have the right people in place, and they're still going to put on a good show. It's not going to be one of the top, it's not going to be a top five takeover or war no. games, but it's still going to be a very enjoyable show. And the story is going to be clearly laid out for you for everybody to understand what's happening and where we're going after this war game. So I'm also going to give it an eight. In fact, I'm actually going to give it an eight point five. Kay, you had your hand raised. Grandpa. And Darby have matching makeup, and it's like a combo of both of their makeup. This is wholesome as fuck. Oh my god! Okay. Anyway, folks, well, <laughs> <laughs> as we we're gonna take a quick, quick commercial break. We'll be back in like five minutes. So when we do come back for our for second half of our live show, we're gonna talk about everything happening on AEW. Yes, I said it. we're gonna be talking about everything happening on AEW uh, Raw. And SmackDown and a couple of other big things happening in the world of wrestling. And so typically to, to us and where we might be next Wednesday. So sit back, relax, and stay tuned because we will be right back. Greetings from the Great White North. This is Mr. Fretz from the Fretzelmania podcast. And you are listening to Wrestle Attic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Hello, fellow wrestling fans. This is Will Tarashik of the Kings of the Rings podcast, the founder of that podcast, by the way. And if you have some extra money to shell out to support all of Wrestle Act Radio and our shows, that's what keeps our shows going for free, ladies and gentlemen. Go over to teespring.com and check out our Wrestle Addict Radio fan page with all of our merch, including T-shirts, mugs, coronavirus masks, uh, blankets, mugs again, because everyone loves mugs, T-shirts, I mentioned T-shirts, and anything else you can think of is there with all of our logos for Wrestle Addict Radio, the Kings of Wings podcast, the Delight Show with Manch Chapel, you know, the Young Lions Perspective, the Game Changer, and more. You can also get exclusive merch from each of us, of course, myself, Willie T, King Ricky Rose, the Queen B, Kate Murphy, and a bunch of other stuff. So go over to teespring.com and su- support our podcast, because that's how we do it for free with listener support. So go there, buy a shirt, buy a mug, buy a blanket, buy, 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 buy. And thank you for your continued support for Wrestle Addict Radio. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager speaking, and you are listening to my show, the Kings of the Rings podcast, exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Now enjoy the rest of our show. All right, folks, welcome back to the second half of our show, Booty Nephew, episode 274 of Kings of the Rings podcast. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. No Willie T, but I still have my rainbow and my resident rainbow, the HBIC, the K Murphy. So we already talked about in our first half Survivor Series and War Games is coming up this Sunday, War Games in particular, 8 o'clock. Uh, now let's get into the week in wrestling. And the biggest thing that happened in the week in wrestling came from AEW from this past week. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to find a stream somewhere and look at this promo that happened. But also, the big thing happening with AEW is that we're going to be there next week as well for AEW. <laughs> AEW comes to the UBS Arena, which was the site of this Monday, of this past Monday's Monday Night Raw. Uh, so myself, Kay Murphy, uh, and our Patreon member Kavita will be at the UBS Arena for uh, AEW Dynamite uh, next this upcoming Wednesday. I will say I was there for uh, for Monday Night Raw, but UBS Arena is a beautiful arena, absolutely gorgeous inside. It is every Kay. I will tell you this: it's everything we wanted at Nassau Coliseum to be in then some. 
Thank God. I'm really excited. And I will say this right now. It's better than Barclays. Shut the I fuck up. I shit you not. Wow. I shit you How not. How is the food? Great. Great. Okay. Absolutely great. I, I'm I'm very excited. Better than Barclays. Um, pretty simple to get to. We'll talk a little semantics when we get off air, K, uh, about how we're going to get you there. Um, cause I already bought parking and I already have, I have a, hmm? so I have a plan. I'm going, I'm seeing Caitlin earlier in the day mm-hmm. and driving. To yes. With her. Oh, I was, so I will meet you there. I was going to say, I already, I, well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I had an alternative plan. Yes. Okay. But yes, uh, UBS Arena is going to be the site of Raw and um, Raw, UBS Arena was the site of Raw. It's also going to be the site of AEW. Uh, I will tell you this. We're going to talk about Raw really quick and the UBS Arena. Uh, I, I will say the the show for Raw was not marketed well in the Northeast, which is very surprising because this is where WWE should dominate. Be it as it may, mm-hmm. still a pretty solid crowd. Did it fill up any part of a, of a top bowl? Not really, no. I would say you were about, if I'm being honest, about 75 of the lower bowl was filled. And that's 75 you saw on TV most of the time, more often. And that happens. Wow. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Not every run's going to be hit. I mean, they also they also held out to the last minute that Edge was coming back. Yeah, that was. You know, that was kind of hard. They said, oh, yeah, th- it was on like Friday. I was like, oh, by the way, Edge is going to come. <laughs> that was what I almost bought a last minute ticket. Like I was sitting at work the day of mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm off tomorrow. Do I go? Edge is coming back. You could have. But then I just like was. I just like it mentally. I'm like, I cannot do that. You know what it is with, with this? It was also poor timing. You're coming off Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, you're coming off Black Friday where people are doing yeah. a lot of shopping. It, it's very hard to go to an event when you spend all so much money already. It's one of those things. I, I'm yeah, very confident. The worst time of year. I am very confident when you'll see this on next Wednesday. Okay, I'm very confident uh, that UBS. When WD returns for like another show, they will they will pack out that arena. This is a I'm telling you this right now, okay? This is a perfect like B level pay per view arena. Yeah, absolutely perfect B level pay per view arena. Hell, I put a big I put Survivor Series here. Yeah, I put it's that I put Survivor. It's I would put Survivor Series here. I can put, you know, if they weren't doing stadium shows, like I said, I put Rumble here. I can do a lot of major pay-per-views here. This is a great arena. It's set up perfectly for them and all of our TV and stuff. It's it's good. It's good. It's high yeah. hopes. It's high hopes for this. Um, so we will be there. Hence, we're not going to do a show next week because we will be there. Um, if we're AEW's Long Island debut, because it's really in fucking Queens, <laughs> for uh, Rampage and Dynamite for next week, featuring that pretty face right there, Long Island Zone from Plainview, Long Island, New York, MJF. And, uh, and if you haven't heard about this promo between MJF and oh CM God. Punk, you have been living under a rock. Kay, what are your thoughts when you first heard this promo? This went, this went on for about 20 minutes. This is like a... 20 minutes. It's about almost, what is it? Uh, about two or three segments of the opening hour. So I did Thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. then on Wednesday. Excuse me, Wednesday until Thursday. So 
we ended up we were eating during Dynamite, and I'm like, fuck. Mm. So I went on Twitter for a brief moment, and I saw that I saw a lot of rave reviews. So the promo was up very quickly. Yeah. So I watched it, and I'm literally just like mouth, like jaw to the ground. It was vicious. It was everything I could have wanted. I wish they could do this more. Like, I wish CM Punk and MJF could have matches that are just promos. <laughs> like, not even just... And just have like them be scored. Other, but like, yeah, like, have it count towards your fucking... Your, your, your stats. Like, MJF versus Eddie Kingston in a promo mm-hmm. match. Like, Eddie versus Punk in a promo. Like, that would be so much... That would be so cool. That would be interesting. I'm... So excited to see where this feud goes, and I hope it lasts for a while. I do too. I I think they they built a great story already. Mm-hmm. With this twenty minutes that they were given, they were given time to cut this promo, which was a little bit long, but they were given time. Um, and I I K, you're gonna hear me. I'm Team MJF on this one. That's fine. He made. Besides the fact that he was incredible. besides the fact that he yells all of his points, <laughs> you know, and that's something mm-hmm. he needs to work on. Although in this instance, it worked with it worked with CM Punk's more calmer, older, wiser type professional way that he cut his promo. Mm-hmm. Like it, like the dichotomy kind of worked with each other really well. Um, I think Punk made. I don't Punk. I think. MGF made some great points calling him he did. PG Punk, always second best, never being the number one guy, even when he moved over. Like I was like, wow, he's hitting like he's hitting the nail on the coffin. Punk got him though. Punk Punk made great calling him um most jealous fan. Most jealous fan was really funny, actually. <laughs> it's like I, I, I didn't know your name was Maxwell and this whole time. Calling him a, a uh, less talented Miz. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is not an insult. No. <laughs> like, if you look at the Miz, it's... <clears throat> but it's true, though. I felt for a long time. Oh, yeah, no, I thought he was Miz 2.0 from the jump. Yeah. Um, Which, again, is not I an insult. I on the internet. You know, what I thought was yeah. really was a great dig was when MJF referenced Triple H. Yeah. He's like, where it's you can't see me, man. Or, you can't see me, guys. Or the king of kings, you're always second battle. It's like that's I like that's hard to come back from. <laughs> it was like that's really hard great. to come back from. It was great. It was everything. And then Punk wrestled after that. So the first half And MJF walked away, which is the perfect way to do it. Yeah, I um, and then I watched Dynamite like when I, on Thanksgiving Day, and mm-hmm. I didn't realize that the, the promo opened Dynamite. Yes, it did, and it blew my fucking mind. Strong way to open Dynamite, very very strong way. Oh yeah, very like very very strong, and I think it was good. And it, it set a good story. What was interesting about this was yeah. that it wasn't Punk didn't say a word. MGF just walked out. You know, it's kind of one of those things like, oh, Punk's on the same. Nope, nope, swerve. You know, here comes MJF. I'm interested to see when we go how much of a, if any, of a hero's welcome that MJF gets. Because you know we're doing this again. Oh, yeah. 
MJF did this to like, Punk in Chicago. CM Punk's going to do this to MJF in New York. You're going to watch me sob. <laughs> you know that, right? Should I bring tissues? Like, yeah, <laughs> you should. You know, I, I'm interested I'm, for this. I'm real. I'm so excited. This is getting me through the week, honestly. Yeah, I'm very interested for this. I'm gonna. I'm interested to go to my first AEW show. Um, I hear positive things. Ricky, it's really fun. But it's like it is. But really, you went really to like fun. an AEW special event. This is gonna be like it's, it's an AEW show. This is a TV show. There's no there's no special title to this one. It's in the Grand Slam, you know, <laughs> or a Denny's match or whatever. It's a regular it was, dynamite. Uh, I love the Grand Slam. Um, <laughs> That show was very, very special, yeah. and it's like energy I couldn't quite. I don't. I'll never feel that way another wrestling show again. It was just. AEW is just. AEW is your. AEW is the NX is black and gold NXT now. That's all it is. I figured yeah. this out a while plus ago. It my, it, plus, it was my first event back from COVID. Mm, so okay, it so it has that extra sheen to it. I had that plus. I, it was my very first time seeing Punk live. Mm. Which is huge for me. Like I'm still in awe that I get to see him again next week. Yeah. So I mean, we're gonna like, plan. We're, we got to plan to get there early. Mine. I'll explain what I'm doing off air. Yeah. Yeah. I also figure out when uh, when the gates open as well because I plan on being there around the time when gates open, uh, like I was before. And I'll tell you the process of getting in. Well, that's what our plan is too. Yeah. So I I know since I'm the ticket holder, I'll get the email on when the gates open. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I'll let you know when. It's usually two hours before. Um, what I mean, gates, I mean parking lot. Um, it's probably going to happen around like four or five. Yeah, I'm going to my fr- I'm going to be on Long Island. I'm going to my friends around like one and we're going to hang out like at her place for a little while. And then we wanted to go tailgate. Oh, you're, you're not before, allowed to tailgate. So we were gonna- then what do you do beforehand? I'll tell you. There's a. will tell you off air. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever that is, we're gonna do that. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off air what, how to how to how to navigate this. <laughs> okay, because I'm concerned. Yeah, technically, technically at UBS Stadium, there is no tailgating allowed. Technically, stupid. They'll 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 get over it after a while. <laughs> Especially the Islanders end up being good again. Um, uh-huh. So this promo happened. And a lot of people are saying what happened on Raw was WWE's response to that promo, which isn't actually the case, in my opinion. It just happens to be very similar in nature. Um, And, of course, we're talking about the return of Edge, which was... Mic check was the big surprise of the night for me by the return of not just the Miz, but the return of Miz and Maurice. The it couple came back to Raw to mic check Edge. And I, I remember putting this in our Patreon group chat. I go, Miz just came out the mic check Edge. There's no there's not gonna be a better moment on Raw tonight. Um I find it suspicious that Johnny Drip Drip was released and Maurice just came crawling back. <laughs> well, Edge referenced that in his promo against the Miz. I actually didn't watch this yet, so you, tell me about it. Pretty much Ed's was, well, The Miz was talking about, oh, 
Edge got the hero's welcome. He came he came back. No one no one advertised that the Miz was coming back. What were you doing on your he was pretty much like, what were you doing on during your time off? Sitting on your ass? Oh, you know what I was doing? I was on Dancing with the Stars, making sure that everybody still knows that WWE still has the best performers in the world and you know, pretty much like pushing the brand to other avenues. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> And then Edge was like, didn't you come in ninth? <laughs> Dancing with oh. the stars. <laughs> and Miz is like, listen, it's because the WWE Universe didn't vote for me because JoJo Siwa has a better following than I do. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, and then he talked about... Um, Miz's whole thing was like, I'm always here doing stuff, elevating the brand, working my ass off, showing people that we are the best performers. What are you doing, Edge? And Edge is pretty much like, um, what do you what do you say? He goes, <laughs> he goes. <laughs> Edge pretty much said, "You were so busy doing all this other stuff, but you let your best friend get fired." Is what he, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then he said, um, he goes, he goes, I he goes. He goes, I want you to listen to me, Miz, because I mean everything that I'm about to tell you. And he's like, he was like, you're so big. You have people on other shows using your name for a cheap pop. He goes, you live rent free in other people's heads. Is that supposed to be an insult? Hmm? Is that supposed no, to be an insult? No, it wasn't an insult at all, but he was just making him realize, like, listen... You're the like you're a big time now. Like people, people are using you for a cheap pop on other shows. <laughs> the cheap pop point might be a might be a bit of a kind of just a a wrestler wrestler kind of like trolling another wrestler type thing. Like oh, you just did it for a oh, cheap for pop, sure. you know. Mm-hmm. But he was right. But you know, fact of the matter is. Edge came out and said, I have so many new people to work with now, but I'm on Raw. And he listed up a bunch of people. None of them were the Miz. But we are getting Miz versus Edge. And if they're just going to promo their faces off, fuck it, I'm all for it. Mi- That's another promo match I would watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to see this whole thing. I'm not doing this promo segment justice. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it to me, I thought it was entertaining because I was like, one, I was happy to see Edge. I've never seen Edge in person. And I thought it was great. Oh, that's right. You know. And then all of a sudden they hear quiet on the set. I was like, the Miz is back. And I was like, holy crap. <sighs> Anne Marie's and like, if you're looking at their outfits, their outfits were sparkly as fuck for no reason. That's and on fantastic. the back, if you see on our on our show cover on the back, it says Miz and Mrs. I saw that. That's very yeah, cute. They're they're so entertaining. But anywho. Big promo stuff in wrestling these days, but also going on on Raw, Randy Orton makes history again. Randy Orton now also has the most Raw matches in the history of WWE, a.k.a. Randy's fucking old. Yeah. But good for Randy. I was thinking about that yesterday. <laughs> good for Randall. <laughs> like, I remember, like, be, I was obsessed with Randy Orton in high school. Like I, in high school, I would tape, I would print out pictures of my favorite wrestlers and tape them to my mm. books. So I had my notebook had Randall, yeah. CM Punk, Jeff Hardy, 
John Cena and Triple H all over nice. it. Nice. Good for him. I mean, Randy's have, Randy had a great week. Did you see the footage of what he did at uh, Raw after Survivor Series? So he has a daughter named Brooklyn, and the Monday after Survivor Series was his daughter's birthday. So, do, oh, cute! Did they so sing during the her? dark segment, he bro- it was like Randy, the new, uh, the new day, and a couple of other people in the ring. And he brings her into the ring, and he gets all of the Barclays Center to sing Happy Birthday to her because her name's Brooklyn. That's adorable. <laughs> it's a good video of it online. Wow. There's a picture of Randy, like, smiling with his daughter, too. It's so weird. Like, when's the last time you remember seeing Randy smile? Um, Never. (laughs) This is the answer. Like, I'm like, I don't think I know. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him smile. Yeah. It's it's weird to see. It's like, is that Randy smiling? So, yeah, very weird. But let's move on to some other stuff going on in wrestling. Uh, And by the end of Raw this past week, we now have the day one pay-per-view. Yes, the day one of 2022 pay-per-view, one of the main events set. It is going to be a triple threat match because KO worked his way into it. Triple threat match uh, for the WWE Championship. Big E versus Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. And my God, you cannot fuck up this main event. Um, Seth is a million percent winning. Um, also, I know KO's contract is up soon. Isn't it up in January? Maybe something like that. I feel like we're going to, we might also say goodbye to Kevin Owens soon. Which is fine. So I think we may be preparing for a Kevin Owens Swans. Um, I think Seth is a million percent winning the title. I don't want that to happen. But I under, I but I understand. Either, but it's going. To. But I totally understand. Seth is the hot hand right now, and there's mm-hmm. no one else in the world can catch up to Seth at this moment. Him, except Becky. Except Becky, and it, like it's just, it's one of those things. Like Biggie, you had a great. You're, you're doing a. He's Biggie's doing a good job as champion. It's just that Seth, Seth caught fire right now. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Seth caught fire and he's he's rolling with it and it's that train's not stopping. Um and for Kevin Owens, what else does he have to do with WWE? He's done, I think. Like I think he needs to go do some dangerous stuff on his body while he still can. Potentially, or he maybe he'll take time off. I, he I think time one, off. he deserves time off. He needs to go off. to fucking Disney World. He deserves time off. He needs to be, I think he wants to be with his family probably a little bit more. And I don't know if he'll actually go to AEW. AEW is kind of a crowded spot right now. Um, I might. I could see him eventually going to AEW. I could see him taking time off and coming back to WWE too. You know, it's, it's, maybe. We need to allow our wrestlers to take a break. We're like, oh, we're just going to show up on the other show. Like, no, give them a fucking break. They do need yeah. a break. I, I allow our yeah. wrestlers to get a break. I will talk a little bit more about day one as, as the month goes along because we have an entire fucking month to talk about this. Uh, moving on. <laughs> I forgot I put this on here. Okay, your what? dream is coming true. There was a, there was a Black Friday battle royal to determine the number one contender oh, I saw that. for the Sammy universal one. title. And Sami Zayn is the number one contender for Roman Reigns' universal title. When that championship match happens, I don't know. 
So you're but it's happening. Me, I get my love, Sammy Zane. Versus daddy. And daddy. Yes. Wow. All on SmackDown. Although he uh-huh. he did he did eliminate Jeff Hardy for it. So Jeff Hardy was supposed to be and, uh, number one. Well, I did watch SmackDown. Okay. But I fell asleep during this. Yeah, Sammy, Sammy rolled out through the second rope, obviously. Came back later and threw Jeff out. I feel like Jeff is going to be a number one contender soonish, and like... Are you telling me? Are you telling me on this why. show we're gonna have to predict with you on this show, Jeff versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship? I think I'll have a stroke. I'll we'll have medical people <laughs> medical people on speed dial. Um, but I think what would cause me to have a bigger stroke is if Jeff won. I. I contemplated that for a second, then I got to I brought myself back to my sense and said, "No way in hell that's happening." If you give me time, I can cons- I can give you reasons why I think Jeff Hardy is the next Universal Title holder against Roman Reigns. Yes, I will come back to you with. I mine. make that a Patreon exclusive or something, but good luck to Sammy; he's gonna need it. Uh, also, yeah. <laughs> Interesting stuff right here on Raw as well. We have Becky Lynch, who apparently her and Seth just trade jackets with each other, and Liv Morgan. How much stock are you putting in Liv Morgan? Because for me personally, Kay, I just don't believe Liv yet. I don't know what people see in Liv. I don't either. Um, I think it's nice to see somebody else in the title picture, I agree. Though. But I just don't really get how we got here. Neither do I. I, I, I don't I don't um, get it either. Like she she didn't have like she didn't like come close any other time. She's just kinda there. But something I do find interesting, like that I I heard about Becky the other day. So you know the holiday show at MSG? Uh yeah. They're doing Becky and Bianca in a steel cage. Ooh. And I think Seth is doing a steel cage. <laughs> I wanna say with Biggie. But I know there are two steel cage matches. Are you like, saying we're going to a holiday show? <laughs> I am. I went a couple years ago and I had a lot of fun. I, I, the I'm MSG, the well. MSG holiday show is like a big staple of the Raw tour. Like it's yeah. a it's a big thing to do a holiday show. Um, I'm interested. We'll keep we'll keep, we'll keep an eye on it, Ko. <laughs> let's let's keep an eye yeah. on it. For that one. What I thought coming out of this was good was that um, uh, Becky herself mentioned that, you know, all of her friend that all of Liv's friends got released because she couldn't get the job done. Oh, my and God. And Liv said, yeah, my friends got released so they can satisfy your big fat ass contract. And I was like, oh, wow. Ooh, ooh, a little little locker room shade there. It's like, okay, we, we might... I mean... <laughs> she's not, not wrong. She's <laughs> not wrong. She's not. <laughs> she's not wrong. So I'm I'm hoping to get something out of this. I just need to find a way to cheer for Liv. And I'm, I'm almost there. She's got the underdog situation going. Yeah, but Sami Zayn had an underdog situation, and that, like, that worked. But this isn't working for me just yet. Like, I don't believe Liv is, like, the lovable loser. I don't think she's a loser. I just, I don't know. 
Something's she's not experienced enough. Something's not clicking. Her finish is great when she can set it up and do it, but something's just not clicking for me with her. I have a weird. What what. We'll get to this future shock. Remind me of future shock. All right, it is a future shock. All right, so let's move on. Uh, so there's a lot of women's feuds that are actually the big focal point in WWE in particular. Um, we have this also budding feud between Charlotte Fleur and Tony Time. What are your thoughts on this? I I kind of like where this is going, where Tony's kind of like, I'm here, I'm here, fight me. And Charlotte's like, well, fuck you now. I was good until the fucking pie in the face. That was, and then the that other was pie in Black the face. Friday. It's just, it's it was stupid. Gimmicky. I thought it was dumb. I mean, we had the dog food incident with Roman a couple years back. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I hated that, too. So it's something to get past. It's, I think it was just it was too easy to do because it's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of just there just waiting for him. It's like the street profits in their pizza hut. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> they threw pizza into the crowd. Yeah. And all that stuff. But I, I kind of like this. I like that this is the spot that they're giving Tony. So Tony's not with anybody else. I agree. I want Tony to be in the title picture for sure because she would be a great champion. I just did not like the pie thing. Yeah. I think I don't think Tony beat Charlotte this time around. But Tony Mm-mm. gets solidified as like a main person. Oh, for sure. I think... I don't think it's her time no. yet. I actually... I actually think... Sasha takes us off of Charlotte just because we're going to go back to that well. It's happening. There's a reason Charlotte got yeah. put on SmackDown. You know? And I think... And I think Sasha loses to another... Sasha drops to Tony. I think in the long run, because I do love Sasha, but she is a fantastic person to drop to because she makes the other person look like a fucking star. I want to see Sasha drop to Naomi. That is the other weird thing, and it's a good way, good thing that you brought that out. There, because Aren't they tagging or something? So Sasha went and bitched to Sonya saying like, hey, you know, you... Put me on a shit team for Survivor Series. If I had Naomi on the team, we would have won. And so they were like, "Oh, they paired together. They paired them together on um, in a tag match, and they won." And Sonya was out there. I still don't get why Sonya's meddling with Naomi. Like, I still don't get it. Yeah. At the moment, this is. I hope this leads to something. I would love to see Naomi get the title back again. She needs it. Or. You can also do this with me as a little fantasy book in here. Or Naomi does so well, she supersedes Sasha. She takes the belt off of Charlotte, which is a big move for her. Then you get a then you get a Naomi and Sasha feud. I wanna see a Naomi Sasha feud and I want a Naomi Tony feud. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I have more confidence in the SmackDown women's division than I do in the Raw. Me too. Granted, Dana Brooke is 24-7 champion on Raw. Um, yeah. In the Raw Women's Division off-air, they had a lot of fun with each other. <laughs> oh, I'm they, sure. They're, they're, they're so much fun off-air when they did the 10-woman tag. Um, That's good. Yeah, no, they were, they were having fun. It's what I like to see uh, in live events on TV shows is that no matter the crowd size or who was there, those performers still had fun. 
That's you good. Know, and that was, That's really good. It was really hear. pleasant to see. They still had fun when they were off air to interact with the crowd a shit ton. Like, they made sure that the people there enjoyed themselves. That's a sign of a good performer and good leadership, too. It's like, you know, no matter if it's 10 people or 10,000 people, you put on the same show. Yes. Uh, Agree one million yeah. percent. So that was good. And I, I, I really hope that Naomi, the whole hope is Naomi thing leads to something. And I have faith that she's on SmackDown that it will. Because um, there's a lot of tools you can play with on that SmackDown Women's Division. And I'm very excited for it. Uh, so moving along, as we get towards the end of the show, we do obviously have our end of the show Future Shock segment before we go into our post-show. And it revolves around the heart and soul of NXT for oh so long, Mr. Johnny Gargano. So it came out last week, Kay, that Johnny Gargano extended his contract for one more week so that he can participate in war games. So it is very, very possible that this Sunday we will see the end of Johnny Wrestling, of Johnny Champion, the man who created the way, of Johnny Gargano in on WWE programming, let alone NXT. So the big question... I think he's... Yeah. And also, also as a little... I know you didn't watch NXT, but at the end, because they had a match at the end, um, Braun Breaker actually beat Johnny in a ladder match to get the advantage. Ooh. Okay. But at the end, when after the feud and stuff, and they were all leaving and stuff, uh, they played Rebel Hard. Did they? Yeah. Oh, wow. They played Rebel Hard. <laughs> um, which is, which is, which is one of my favorite NXT themes, I think, that has ever come out. I agree. Um, so it's 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 hard to say that we are losing Johnny Gargano in NXT because there's so many memorable matches that him and Ciampa, and I love the fact that it's Ciampa and him again. And if they come out, if they come out together as DIY, it's place over. might lose it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just wish I would be there in the crowd. Me too. You know, because um, they they deserve some sort of proper send up, but they they have pretty much done it all. And God bless these two and the, those individuals. Uh, but where does Johnny go from here? You have Candice LeRae, who I believe is still under contract and is currently pregnant on the way. So I mean, you can see either Johnny going to the main roster, staying back in NXT, becoming a producer, highly possible. Going to AEW, going to PWG. Johnny can go anywhere he wants and is instantly credible. You know. He he's another one I could see going to being on AEW, but I can see him in the TNT title picture. Which is fine for Johnny. Which kind of goes into my future shock. Which is what? When we finish the So I'm watching Dynamite and I saw a commercial that on Friday. Um, on Rampage, Sammy is defending the TNT title against Tony Nese. So Ooh. I wonder, what if Tony Nese wins and is the ta- the, ta- the champion? Going into Long Island? Island? Oh show. my god, <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, I don't know. 
Johnny versus Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia is a great, a great up and coming talent too, Mister Fretz. Yeah. Um, Johnny on Raw with Theory, I think also makes good sense. Although Theory is getting the push it of Mister McMahon. Theory had three segments with Mister McMahon. I saw Raw. that. I saw. Oh, I saw, didn't watch the segment. I saw that. I saw that it happened. I didn't watch the segment. I saw he got slapped. Yeah. <laughs> um. Johnny on Raw with Theory, I think would be would be great because I think they're comedic gold. Yeah. And what sure. and say what you want about Austin Theory and his stuff off the you know outside of the ring and all of that stuff. When he got sent back to NXT and was and was placed with Johnny Gargano, Johnny That was the best thing. Johnny really brought everything out of Austin Theory that Austin Theory needed to get back up to Raw. It was the best thing for Austin Theory. Working under Johnny mm-hmm. really brought out the best of Austin Theory. And he's that much better for it. Johnny Gargano is a great matchmaker, a great, you know, constructor of matches. Uh, a great human being. I've met Johnny Gargano tons of times. Um, and I wish Super him the, sweet. Yeah, I wish him the best in wherever he goes. Um, I hate Cody Rhodes. T-Pain is there, and he just hugged T-Pain in the middle of a match. Oh, my God, Cody. And T- Did I lose you as you talk about T-Pain? gave him a chair. That's so weird. So, anywho, but yeah, I don't know where Johnny goes. I think... Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I know I lost you for a second. Um, Okay, cool. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened either. So, if you, if, all right. So, if a gun was pointed to your head, Kate, where does John, where do you see Johnny Gargano next? Um, if a gun is pointed in my head, Johnny Gargano is probably trying AEW. Mm. I'm gonna go the opposite way and just for shits and giggles, Johnny shows up on Raw with Theory. That I think is the other most likely choice. It's Raw or AEW. Yeah. I think Johnny shows up on Raw with Theory. Gives him instant credibility. Fact of the matter is, if you're going to let Johnny walk, it's a ba- I think that's a bad sign. Because um, I think mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of sports entertainment and WWE, there is a place for Johnny Gargano. I just hope they see that in him. I do too. I can see him getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah, but I can also see Johnny making a way for himself. Because I think for a while, they were going to they're gonna chop in Johnny. We're just going to be lost in the shuffle in NXT for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Fred here is putting a lot of good future shots. There's another future shot he did that he, that's not on here right now on the screen, but he said, Joe Gacy turns the Cruiserweight title into an X Division title for no limit slash inclusion, which... Oh, my God. Honestly, I would love that. That's smart. I would love that. It goes with his character. It opens up that it opens up that lower mid card title scene for everybody else, and I think it's brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. But be it as it may, best of luck to Johnny freaking wrestling wherever you go. I'm gonna have to find my Johnny Gargano shirt and wear it this this Sunday. You should. I don't have one, so I have it somewhere, or I oh, maybe I'll post a picture of Johnny on the intros and be like, "Thank you, Johnny." So I have a ton of them. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. I have the, the one with DIY and Candace I could post for mine. Yeah, because NXT, no matter where NXT goes from here, 
there is no one that's ever going to fill the shoes of Johnny Gargano in NXT. No. He is Mr. NXT. If you're making a Mount Rushmore of NXT men, at least, it's Johnny, Johnny Gargano. Number one. Johnny Gargano. Absolutely. You know. Um, so, yeah, with that being said, uh, we're at the end of our show. Is there anything else that we need to add, Kay, before we go into our post show? No, let's go in the post show. We're a quick reminder before we get into our outro really quick. Um, we are not doing a show next week. Obviously, we will be at AEW Dynamite, a.k.a. the MJF Homecoming Celebration Show, as we're probably going to be calling it <laughs> at that time. Uh, so if you are, if you guys are going to be at Dynamite next week, please uh, give us a shout-out. Let us know. We'd love to meet up with you guys. Chill, shoot the shit, all about hot stuff. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be a great time. Enjoy UBS Arena. Get there early. Buy tickets. Buy parking tickets in advance. Just trust me. You're going to want to do that. Uh, um, and just enjoy the show. I'm excited to go to my first AEW show. I don't even know what to wear. I have no AEW gear, Kay. Um, wow. I'm wearing my newest CM Punk shirt. I think I'm probably going to wear my Stone Cold Steve Austin Ringmaster shirt. Ooh. So like if you, yeah, wear a classic shirt. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go for the nostalgia. nostalgia. You don't have a CM Punk shirt like at all? Like not an old one you, or anything? I miss the CM Punk era. I wasn't watching wrestling around That's the time. Right. Of the, uh, of the punk era. So I might request a t-shirt from you. <laughs> okay, Mr. Friends. Uh, <laughs> but be it as it may, let's get this show on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to episode 274 of Kings of the Rings podcast, Booty Nephew. I am your big, bad booty daddy, King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets and find Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Like, share, subscribe, leave us five star reviews wherever you listen to all listen to your podcast. Uh, you can find us by going to your favorite podcast store like Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, even SoundCloud, and search for Wrestle Addict Radio. That's where you'll find us, where we come up with new shows each and every Thursday, the audio show at least. And we are live the night before on Wednesdays on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. And follow Wrestle Addict Radio's social media at addict underscore wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. We have merchandise available. We have a whole bunch of cool stuff always available for us and great music from our people at Midnight Music. Uh, the links to all of our stuff are in the links to uh, our audio and our video show. So it's all in the links below. Okay, Murphy, what do you got for me? Um, I'm ready for the post show. I'm excited for AEW. I am too. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say. So you can find me across all social media platforms at the K Murphy, T-H-E-K-A-E Murphy. Yes. And so when we come back in about two weeks, we'll have a lot to talk about our experience with AEW, hopefully more excellent promo work from MJF, The Miz, who might be the same person, who knows, Edge and CM Punk, uh, all the great things going on in wrestling and our countdown to uh, the day one is. So until then, folks. Goodbye, good night. If you're watching us right now, you will see us on the post show in a, a couple minutes. And uh, as always, since it is the holiday season, I want to not wish the special holidays to Slack. So it's fuck you, Slack. And I hope you get cold for Christmas. Happy Slack giving. <laughs> we'll see you soon.